you? I'm good. I'm good. What's up? Do you want to know what's on my um, on my Facebook feed right now? Yes. Hell yes. This really stunned me. I saw it yesterday at work. No, not yesterday. Um, uh, Friday or Friday at work because it's the weekend when we're, we're recording this. I was going through Facebook um, and all of a sudden I saw this ad for a mo- – well, you know one of those, those bullshit mobile app uh, – mobile game ads where it's, li- it's yep. just oh, complete yeah. fucking garbage? It's just some shillware thing. Mm-hmm. So it's an ad. It's an ad, but see, there's, I'm going to say the name because I know you won't know it and I think maybe okay. if, if we have any male listeners, they're immediately going to go like, Who? Um, so I'm on Facebook, then all of a sudden, Corey Chase just pops up on my Facebook feed, and I'm just like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? Corey Chase is the, who's, who's the leader of the suffragettes? Like that, like that was known for like the suffragettes, what's her name? Susan B. Anthony, was that it? I don't. Well, no. it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's just a joke. Well, um, this woman is the trailblazer of MILF porn of like the <gasps> 2010s to 2020s. Good Corey, for her. Corey Chase is a MILF porn icon. She's like one of the most big, it's one of the biggest porn stars ever. But this sh- fucking shitty mobile app game got her to do their ad. And like wow. what, what blew my mind is because like I'm, because of my job, I work at porn and I thought like, I was losing my mind because like I I was like I was like porn's now in my Facebook feed like it's now like it's like I'm, I'm like I'm seeing something, so it's just this ad and it's actually brilliant marketing because this ad this post is getting so much engagement because oh it's God. it's like and it's like it's like for this nothing game that at most they'll probably get like normally get like five views and now it just has like thousands of comments and like hundreds of shares because it's just. Corey Chase is just hawking mobile app games. That's how you do it. And that's how you do it. And it's just so, and it's it's just so funny. Because, and, I, and I just like the media because I saw Corey Chase and I meet up like and I looked at the the comment section. I thought it was blowing up. I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just so. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a screenshot because just kind of a. Yeah, maybe I, I can put the, maybe I can put this on the Instagram because it's just kind of a cursed. It's just kind of a. I'm not gonna add the name of the company. It's just kind of a uh, cursed image to see. One second. Yeah, let me see this MILF. Corey Chase, she's the MILF that, um, do you remember? Oh, the- wow. I knew it was going to be like this game. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what this game is, but I've seen, there was a game, um, like a mobile video game um, app a while ago that had all of these celebrities doing mm-hmm. ads for it. And I was like, how much fucking money do you have in your marketing budget? It's well, it's a hundred. It's ninety nine percent of the budget because it's just asset flipping. It's the games. Yeah. The games are scams. So it's just um, the games it's scams. it's just it's it, they're just scams. It's just um, any single developer they don't have to pay anyone for it. So they just um, take uh, I guess just whatever assets that that they can just get their hands on that they don't have to pay or create themselves, and then they just flip those assets, make some whatever bullshit. Cause they have some understanding of game design. Make mm-hmm. that. And then just put a hundred percent of whatever budget you decide into the marketing. So that's why I don't know. Like maybe that should wow. be my topic. She is cute. Yeah, no, she's hot as. I have spent. I. No, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> uh, Corey Chase. She made the news. Uh, she made headlines once because um, she was the the porn star uh, that uh, she was the star of the porn video. The stepmom porn video that Ted Cruz tweeted by accident. 
Oh. Do you remember when T- Ted Cruz the, the he tweeted out? Um, uh, yeah, he tweeted out uh, one of her, like those stepmom videos that, and then just immediately deleted it. So it's just oh, every time, amazing. Every time I see uh, Corey Chase, I'm like, Ted Cruz likes stepmom porn. <laughs> he's a man of the people. Yeah, if there's one thing that can be said about Ted Cruz is that he's a man of the people. He's a man. Well, and, uh, he's, he's just a, like me and you. He likes milf porn. He's a man of my people. But it's. I think it is kind of funny thinking about um, uh, how stepmom stepson porn knows no age for the consumer. Like you're a middle aged man. It's actually. I would prefer. It's <laughs> less creepy that he's like. It would be creepier if he's watching stepdaughter yeah. porn. No, I like. Yeah. He's still just like in his heart. He's like, I'm a little boy, mommy. Yeah. He gets it. If I if I could if I could vote I would. <gasps> I would vote Cruzy all the way. <laughs> Cruzy. That's very funny because I saw a thing today about um, the power of marketing. So you probably don't know um, this specific Rude. cup. I'm <laughs> this specific <laughs> cup I'm talking about. But there's this like, okay, hold on, Jason. One thing you need to know about me. Mm. I'm a slut for cups. Yeah. Well, t- you're a modern woman. It's it's just. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. I'm a millennial woman. Cup slut. Cup slut. (laughs) And um, so no no matter how many cups I have, no matter how many ones that are like, will keep your ice cold for 24 hours, uh, huge gallon water bottles that I'm like, this is what I'll use to drink water every day. Built-in straws, colorful, anything. If there's a new kind that I see people using, I'm like, that's, I want it. So, if you were if you were younger, would you have been a Visco girl if you were younger? Yeah, I think a one thousand percent. I was yeah. like, I don't want to say that I was a Visco girl. You were but a like, Visco I was, woman. Yeah, I was using. I've been using Visco since like twenty seventeen. Wow, maybe even earlier than that. I can't remember, but I was never like a Visco girl where I would post only on Visco. Like I didn't have on. Wait, did I have my Visco link on my Instagram at one point? I feel, yeah, I feel like I did do that at one point. Oh, I know less about... Maybe you can do, like, a not recording, like, just talk to me what Visco is. Because I just thought Visco was just, like... I didn't know it was, like, a platform. I thought Visco was just, like, uh, like a pop culture phenomenon where girls just liked cups. Or they just like the jars. It's just, like... It's, like, a way... It's, like, a brand that they really attach themselves to. I didn't know it was, like, a platform. Oh, oh no, no, no. So, Visco is, like, a photo editing app? What? Yeah. So, it's a photo editing app. But then it's, like, the style of... Um, like girls then just got much better at editing photos. So they've moved beyond the Instagram filters. So like no Valencia for these girls, they would move on to the, the Visco filters. And well, then they what had does a the water bottle more. have to do with it? Am I, I it, am so, okay. It's, yeah. it's just like the type of girl who would use Visco as another platform. So it's literally, do you remember like Flickr? Somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. It was literally like that where it was just, you you go to look at people pretending to be photographers. So it was just a lot of like blurry, grainy photos of them having fun. And it was always um, the vibes of the girl was always one who had scrun- a bunch of scrunchies, bunch of like handmade bracelets and stuff. I'm so A stupid. hydro flask. I, I literally okay. thought the entire thing was the water bottle. <laughs> I thought the entire thing was it was um, an identity around a water. Okay, well, you know, okay. well, like kind of. It then became that because then it's like you got if you're not a visco girly, like you don't have a if you don't have a hydro flask, 
with stickers on it, you're not a visco girly, you know? Oh, man, I'm stupid. But there's this one. You know the brand Stanley, right? The, like, mm. camping brand. We sold some. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're always, like, kind of fugly. Um, they have this cup, which isn't even a new cup. It's just, like, new to everyone else. Apparently, it came out a couple of years ago. They Stanley was marketing it to their regular market of, like, uh, campers, hikers, that kind of stuff. Outdoorsy people, right? Okay. And the cup is, like, this big cup. It has a narrow bottom so it can fit in your, like, car cup holder. And it has a handle. And then it has a straw that sticks out all the time. That's literally what it looks like. Just a big... Okay. Yeah, think of, like, a big gulp from a 7-Eleven with a handle on it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's, like, I that's exactly what it looks like. So it came out a couple of years ago. They were marketing it to uh, to the regular people that they normally market it to. It did not do well. It was not successful. It hasn't like y- you understand the reasons why it has an exposed straw. Like it doesn't have a screw on lid. Like it ha- doesn't have a spill proof screw on lid. None of these things. These these things don't uh, appeal to that market. Right. To the point where like it was so unsuccessful that when they ran out of inventory, they like pretty much did not restock <laughs> and then recently they started marketing it towards influencers on instagram and tiktok mm-hmm. and now it is sold the fuck out they cannot oh keep it on shelves people like people are finding it at walmart target like any of the places that you could find any of these cups people women are losing their minds they're buying multiple cups in the different colors because you've got to have different colors different I can't believe we live in such a cup economy it's so funny <laughs> yeah it's terrible it's like a cup whether it's a water bottle like cup encompasses water bottles mugs those kinds of things jars even if you're a girly who drinks out of a jar you like cups like i do I like I what, what i would i like the, the idea because you said like i uh, just keep your eyes cool because one mm. thing, um, I have a quick Jason consumption story, but I think we got to get into the topics. But another yeah. Jason classic consumption. Um, I think like my favorite alcoholic drink ever, other, other than just beer, is I fucking love Bailey's on ice. Oh my <laughs> god! So um, my mom and my stepdad came down to came to Montreal for the holidays, and they gave me mm-hmm. a bottle of Bailey's. I fu- when was the last time you just crushed a bottle of Bailey's like it was wine? Oh my god! I got not so, a bottle. I felt so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's because it wasn't because it's it's very low, it's low percentage. Like I wasn't like drunk, and it wasn't like I wasn't like alcohol fiending. I was literally just like, it was the holidays, and I was just playing yeah. video games. Uh, so I just had like this, I just That's had this so gigantic funny. pint glass of like filled with ice. And I just kept pouring Bailey's and Bailey's and Bailey's in it. It was delicious, but by I didn't finish the whole bottle, but I finished, like, honestly, like, 80% of the bottle. And then yeah. my tummy was real upset because I was just like, you just had, like, a liter of cream, dude. liter of alcoholic cream. What are we doing, my guy? I know it's the holidays, but what are we doing? Fuck, it was so worth it. One of Ian's friends and his wife made yes. us, like, homemade Baileys. It was delicious and strong as fuck. I took a sip. It punched me in the face. It was crazy, mm. but mm. so delicious. Really, they made homemade Irish cream or yes. whatever. Or they made they made homemade cream liqueur, creme liqueur. Yeah. But no, they just they went name brand with it. They're like, no, we made you Baileys. It's like okay. They said homemade Baileys, and that was apparently the joke in the pub is that everyone was laughing that they said homemade Baileys. I'd laugh. I'd laugh right in the goddamn face. <laughs> Anyways, that was that was two and a, that was three tangents. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, oh, fuck. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. 
Wow, that one really got away from us. All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, uh, first-time listeners that just are very confused and irritated by like that direction last 13 minutes, but I love it. That's all staying in. Um, welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast you should check out. I'm your co-host, Jason Hool. With me, as always, is... Catherine Ram. Hello. Hello. How you doing, baby? I'm good. Actually... It feels like it's been three weeks of January, but it's only been one week, yeah. which feels very odd. But I've been doing well so far. Uh, I haven't made like any big resolutions because I never do because it's just a setup for failure, you know, and yeah. disappointment. But I have been doing more things that I have been wanting to do for like the last three years. So like writing in my uh, journal more, um, drinking more water, actually using my building's gym i went four times this week which is hell yeah and reading more like hell yeah bud hell yeah dude so i just have one more week until i'm on vacation for my birthday for your birthday for your big three zero for my big three zero Catherine ramachandran is turning 30 years old yep it's so depressing how fast time goes the older you get we're gonna wake up and we're gonna be 40 tomorrow yeah, I'm gonna blink. It is what it is. Like all, like what's their name? All Star? <laughs> no. Smash Mouth. What's their name? Smash Mouth. Like Smash Mouth said, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. But they, that's, that's a very inef- that's that's not correct though. They stop coming eventually. That's the whole. Eventually. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's but that that's the whole crux of of, uh, of that's the whole that's what existentialism kind of is. That's the whole plight of humanity is that the years stop coming. Fuck you, Smash Mouth. What are you talking like, Smash Mouth? You have the key. They he they're uh, they, I thought they're from California. They're from the pit of Lazarus. He knows <laughs> he has immortality. Smash Mouth is eternal and will live forever. They're never <laughs> gonna die. Yeah, that's the song. He's not talking. It's not like oh, for all of us, years don't stop coming. He's just saying like. I figured I'm immortal. The years won't stop coming. <laughs> they've been telling us from the beginning. How about we get into our topics? What do you think? Yeah, sure. This is going to be a, uh, a like Kat said, uh, this is going to be a very tight episode. It's going to be, so we're going to try, try to tighten it up. And Kat said tight, to keep it tight. And she said that's what she said. And mm-hmm. it's like a tight, <laughs> like a pussy is what I inferred from that. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what's going on. Or a butthole. Let's like be inclusive, okay? Let's be inclusive. Pussy or butthole? Pussy or butthole. Pussy or bussy? Okay, Jason. Okay. We'll get into my topic. I'll go first. Yes. So, Jason Hool. Yes. Do you like drama? Yes. Do you well, like music? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. I don't like where this is going. Because <laughs> I don't like musical dramas. <laughs> Imagine I just put on a musical for you that I wrote. Jason, you should check out my musical and then I just perform it. Oh my god. Well, I I I quit theater for that exact reason. You be like I'm like, I be reliving my nightmare of, of the theater world. Like I <laughs> every once in a while like I pinch myself where like I I'll be walking down the street and I'll be like, "Oh, I don't have to go see a shitty play ever again." <laughs> oh. And then if you're going to call me, go like, hey, can you, I'm workshopping this musical. I need your help. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm back. I'm back in hell. You will get that call from me. I promise you. Okay. Okay. So I <laughs> okay. like drama. I like music. I want to talk to you about um, the Fleetwood Mac album Rumors. Oh, okay. Do you know anything about anything? <laughs> Um, I know, I know Fleetwood Mac rumors. I know Fleetwood Mac the band, mm-hmm. and I I know how it, they're actually they're kind of it's kind of a meme, but it's I think it's actually interesting how 
diverse that demographic is for Fleetwood Mac. It's so mm-hmm. interesting. Every like young, uh, young, middle, old men, women, queer, straight, everyone. There's a pocket for Fleetwood Mac, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I know rumors through the John Mulaney joke. Yes. Okay. There's been many a reference to the album rumors by Fleetwood Mac over the years over like any sort of media. Mm hmm. Yeah. So let me get into a little history. Okay. So Fleetwood Mac was founded by guitarists and vocalists Peter Green and Jeremy Spencer and drummer Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood. He was in Star Trek for an episode. I think he was. Yes. Um, I learned this from Red Letter Media. Uh, there's an episode <laughs> of Star Trek where. Um, uh, just these two weird little fucking fish aliens. They, they, they're just in gigantic costumes. Like there's, you never tell who's underneath them. There's little oh, fish okay. alien things. And Mick Fleetwood was one of the aliens. Cause I, I, a lot of, uh, act celebrities love Star Trek. So Mick Fleetwood, yeah. he was an alien on Star Trek next generation. I love how much information you have about Star Trek. I have, it's, 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 I, I, it's bountiful. Co- no, it's just because co- I, I, COVID, I stopped having sex for two years. So I just learned about Star Trek. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's just what happened. Take this as a lesson, kids. Stop having sex and you can learn about anything. For real. Se- Seinfeld did an episode about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, also Mick Fleetwood, the fakest name in the history of names. Hmm. So eventually, uh, John McVie joined, and he married uh, someone named Christine Perfect, who then became Christine McVie, and she was the one who recently died, um, like a month ago, a couple of months ago. Um, So yeah, she joined in 1970. In late 1974, Fleetwood Fleetwood was scouting studios in LA when he heard folk rock duo Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. Uh, Fleetwood asked Buckingham to join and he agreed with the condition that Nix would then come in as a vocalist. And then that's how that all happened. Mm -hmm. So they, after Buckingham and Nix, so Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. Also, my only reference for who Lindsay Buckingham, like anything about Lindsay Buckingham was Bill Hader's impression of him on SNL. That's, um, that's funny you mentioned that so much. I love that Bill Hader doesn't change it, change that, but so much Bill Hader's impressions are such like old school Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows you like, um, one, how subjective comedy can be. And also, uh, like, uh, it was just like this guy, he will just go up stage and do impressions that just like, I have no fucking clue who this person is, but I'm dying laughing. Cause it's just, it's, I can just feel how authentic it is. But like, yeah. like all of his characters, just like, it's, I'm an actor from the 1930s Hello, yeah, Zoomers, yeah. and then zoomers love it. Yeah. And millennials love it. I'm a millennial. His, who's the other one? Who's the other one? It's not John Waters, but it's the other one who had like the spooky shows. Oh, that Vincent, Price. Was... Vincent yes, Price. Yes, Vincent Price. I know That's Vincent Price. Old... I like have heard of him, but the my only reference of what he was maybe even remotely like was because of Bill Hader. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's tr- he is. Uh, that's also very true. He's one of those actors that only uh, truly exists for me impressions. Uh, yeah, like mainly um, uh, because in The Simpsons, like I knew I knew Vincent Price because of The Simpsons. Like Dan Castellaneta, mm-hmm. he does a great Vincent Price, and just everyone does every funny, really good co- any comedian I like has a Vincent Price impression, <laughs> which is really fun. 
So yeah, so then uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham joined. When they joined, they became, the sound of Fleetwood Mac became more pop rock when originally they were like kind of like a blues band. Also, they're like a British-American band. So some members from Br- uh, Britain, some American. Mm-hmm. So in 1975, um, the album Fleetwood Mac reached number one on the charts. So this is when they were all together. And then in 1977 is when the album Rumors came out. So some statistics about Rumors. So Rumors was produced uh, produced four U.S. top 10 sing- singles and remained number one on the American charts for 31 weeks. I think that's almost a whole a full pregnancy. 31 weeks? Oh, no. We're back to YCO. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do math. Okay. Um, <laughs> But it's almost. I think that's like two years. Like, I'll, I'll hear... Um, so uh, it reached the top spot in countries even around the world Uh, it won a Grammy for album of the year in 1978 it sold more than 40 million copies worldwide making it one of the best selling albums in history wow yeah and then um, after that album came out uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks eventually left Fleetwood Mac and then after that it's just been kind of like a a revolving door of musicians and vocalists and stuff but Nothing was ever as popular, I think, as those initial two kind of albums with all of them together. Mm -hmm. So production on the album began in 1976 after they just finished a grueling tour and there was a lot of pressure on them to uh, produce a very successful second follow up album. Um, Christine McVie told Rolling Stones in 1978, I think after the album came out, was working on the album was... Comma drama period drama. <laughs> Such a dramatic way to say it, <laughs> right? So going into um, making the album, John and Christine, who were married for eight years, um, got divorced. Mm. So they didn't speak to each other the entire time, unless they were songwriting or collaborating on songs or performing. Other than that, they were just silent giving each other the silent treatment. Oh, and then the situation got a little bit worse and more tense when Christine began openly dating the band's lighting director. The lighting director? Yeah. Good for him, I guess. For Christine, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the lighting director. I know, director. and then good for the guy, yeah. I mean, no, I mean the I lighting like, director. Like, the lighting, <laughs> that's, a humble, that's a humble position. Right? I'm like, how often is he around? <laughs> like, like oh, sorry, what was her name? Christine, Christine, like Christine, we don't need this. we don't need this much lighting. <laughs> we are in the studio. We don't need him here. This is a this is filled with blinding light. I can't see the fucking microphone. Um. So then Stevie Nicks. So that's one couple. Uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham had recently called it quits after like a ten year on and off kind of relationship. Um. But in unlike John and Christine, they were regularly having shouting matches at each other and making things super tense. And then the only time that they kind of calmed down and reconciled was when they were actually recording music. Oh, wow. (laughs) Consummate professionals. Yeah, right? And then the fifth member, so Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood, discovered at this same time, discovered that his wife and mother of his two children were having an affair with his best friend. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Uh, why do people? This is this is this is such this is the most naive thing I'll ever say on this fucking podcast or ever. But it's like, why do people cheat on each other? Right. I just don't get. I don't get like um like like the the evil betrayal trust like betrayal of trust aside, just on a practical on just a practical yeah. fucking level. Like, why would you, I'm so maybe just I'm so averse to any kind of confrontation. But just just I'm messing with an anxiety of just like why would you bring that into your life, especially cheating with someone that like um that where there's a chance to cross paths. Exactly. That's that's what's fucked up. I don't know why you do that to yourself. Whether you're going to ch- cheat with a mutual? Yeah, your husband's best friend as if that's not already the messiest thing in the world. I still I know it's funny. cheating cheating stuff like that is is still such um like like it, it's like it's in me it's in like uh it's in pop culture all the time where it's just like oh my uh or you see, you hear about it all the time where it's like oh my girlfriend cheated on me with my best friend. It's mm. you hear it all the time. It's still unbelievably horrifying for me to think about the betrayal yeah. that that would feel like. I can't imagine that happening to me. I would lose my mind. Yeah. It's it's again to bring it back to John Mulaney. It's like I was I, just about to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't understand how someone could kill another human being, but then I got cheated on. I was like, oh okay, I get it. All righty. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do it, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Um, so then he eventually would get divorced as well. And then before the year, before I think 1976 even ended, and then all of this stuff had happened, Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks then apparently had a small affair right before the end of the year. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Not Stevie Nicks. My it, favorite thing about like the Fleetwood Mac fandom and like the women who are like empowered by Stevie Nicks and like... Listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't be. She's awesome. She's awesome. I am on the Stevie Nicks bandwagon. And also, this happened 50 years ago, so it's like... (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And she was young and very drugged up. Oh, she's so... Which I will get into later. She sounds um, like a goat. But it's just like... (laughs) There's a lot of things to not look up to any of them for. Was uh, on Rumors... Was Landslide on Rumors? Uh, Landslide, I believe, was not on Rumors. I believe... Landslide and like Rhiannon, the big songs that I can remember mm-hmm. from them, um, was La- not. Yes. Landslide the only one, was the only one that I could like say like that as a name, like that's the name of a song by them. Yeah, I know I've heard their music a thousand times, but I wouldn't be able to tell you. I couldn't tell you right now, other than Landslide, I couldn't tell you a song. And even then, is Landslide was that Fleetwood Mac or was it just? Um... No, no, no. It was Fleetwood Mac. Okay. It, it was on their Fleetwood Mac album. Uh, okay. Same with. Rhiannon, which is another big one, and then that's the two that I recognize. I'm sure if I heard other ones from that album, but the one on Rumors is the one where Dreams is from. Um, I'm gonna listen to um, I'm gonna listen to Rumors and Fleetwood Mac on the way to my show tonight, just because like because I, I know I'm gonna gonna go like track by track by track. I'm gonna listen to two mm-hmm. seconds. I'm like, oh, this song. Oh, this song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this song. Exactly. But yeah, you should listen to this album, and that's the reason why I want you to like check it out, especially the last kind of song on it well uh on the deluxe feature because that i'll get into that but there's one song on it in particular which is what sparked my kind of fascination with it because i i'd always kind of known ish what had happened but not really to the extent that i do now um so yeah some of the albums are um sorry some of the songs on the album so they all don't write the songs all together sometimes like obviously stevie will write one Lindsay Buckingham will write one, Christine will write one. They'll either sing it, perform it, all that stuff. So they all kind of take turns. They all either 
do their own kind of song or they collaborate together. So all of the songs on the albums are like <laughs> just songs that they've all written about the situations that they're in. So about the other people in the band. And they're all like singing it all together, which is, I think, amazing. Yeah. So it's like Christine. Christine has one called Don't Stop, which is an ode to looking ahead in life after her divorce from um, John. And then You Make Loving Fun was a celebration of her new romance with the lighting director. <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's, her, that's her ex-husband's favorite song. Yeah, right? And that's the thing, is that, like, she wrote these songs, they all were like, okay, yeah, this is a good song, this will like, be on the album, and then they fucking perform it. <laughs> they do like, hey, uh, hey, babe, uh, what, what, what are you working on? Nothing. <laughs> You'll not see. You're not writing a song about how happy you are for cheating on me, are you? You'll see. <laughs> that you're um, right, it is. Um, Lindsay Buckingham wrote a song called Go Your Own Way, which... When you like when people use it now, it's all it's this song about like freedom and and picking your own destiny and just, you know, like looking forward when it was kind of him not breaking up with Stevie Nicks, but like kind of a song about them and the disintegration of their relationship. So some of the lyrics are like starts off loving you isn't the right thing to do. (laughs) How can I ever change things that I feel? If I could, baby, I'd give you the world. How can I when you won't take it from me? And then the chorus is you can go your own way, go your own way. You can call it another lonely day. You can go your own way, go your own way. So he's literally like, go, move on, get over it, get away from me. I'm so glad I'm not a musician. Oh my God. This sounds like a fucking nightmare. Can you imagine like how fraught with tension like i know talking about it I, i'm sure a lot of people I, I have would, a lot of anxiety I about it i genuinely couldn't handle this i could not handle this because like i i'm i'm not a person that's like i'm not the person that's quick to go that's quick to be angry or quick to rage or quick for jealousy well actually yeah. well I, I can get jealous in very specific ways this mm-hmm. would be that specific way I would go fucking insane. I would cry and I would scream and I cuss out. I would go. This sounds like hell to me. Mm-hmm. This is how people get murdered. Yeah. Listen, I agree with you. I would love to be in it because it's just so like. Mm, especially the the like cool thing is, is that all of this cool, very um, yeah, all of this very cool music came out of that time that is, that is cool. still popular to this day that, that is still cool. has impact over generations and i'm always like you know how we've t- i think we've talked about this before about how as an artist like do you agree that suffering and adverse adversary Ad- adversity adversity <laughs> adverse adversary yeah, adversary. Um, when, when suffering. It's been, when it's been 365 days of shit, it's your adversary. Yeah, suffering and pain and all that and adversity then brings out better art and stuff. I think we've talked about that, right? Think, um, like personally, yeah. you and I. I, I. I think that's the case. I, I'm now. Um, I, I've been kind of ex- thinking uh, more about. I think joy. I think joy has a specific, a specific way mm. of, of making stuff better. But I think overall adversity is. I, I think I think in a big majority term, adversity is number one, the best best thing. 
Yeah. Because, like, listen, I'm not saying you have to suffer to, for your art. I'm not, I'm not saying that because, but, like, sometimes it's, like, turning it around and channeling it. Mm-hmm. It's experience. Yeah, it's experience. It's channeling it into, like, a productive kind of thing that helps you that's cathartic. Imagine, like, you were in this situation, you have all of this tension, and then you get to sing this song that you put your, like, whole pussy into, and... <laughs> your whole pussy into? <laughs> You yeah, you wrote this song. I love you put that your term. whole emotional so pussy into it. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard it. No, um, I never heard. Oh, I get this keeps happening. We're now uh, this this is now the pipeline of new of new of slang. It's now gotten to the straight white guy, and now it's done. <laughs> this happened recently it's with. Over. Um, do you know the meme of um of like uh, reading is fundamental? Oh, I beat you! I beat you to it. Um, a girl I went to college with. She posted this. She was. She'll never listen to this, and I don't like her. And if she does, who cares? She's not very... I didn't like her. She's very dumb. Oh, okay. This, this is getting mean. Um, <laughs> this is getting mean. Uh, she's not dumb. Not dumb. She was just a very... person I didn't like, but she um, posted on Facebook a picture of her very posingly reading a book. And the caption is, reading is fundamental. Which is like, okay. and I was like, I was like, oh, what a fucking dumbass! I like, so I, I screenshot, I sent it to some some friends, like, like, look at this fucking post. Reading is fundamental. And then a friend of mine was just like, all right, uh, a comic friend of mine, Lauren Mallory, was like, all right, Jason, I'm gonna educate you on queer memes. And apparently, it's like, um, uh, it's like reading reading is fundamental is like a drag queen meme where it's like reading is uh, like roasting. It's something like that. Oh, but yeah. Okay. So I love these moments when like. Uh, when this these kind of terms get to me, because that's how I know they're done. Because mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, okay, now I'm gonna start saying it. I won't say it, but like, now they're gonna be said by people yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah. And then they're yeah. Done. Slay, uh, <laughs> yas, serving, serving cunt, serving cunt was the last one to go, and it was yeah. really good. That was my favorite. Serving cunt is great. I think serving cunt was left in 2022. But boy, was that a good one. That's my favorite term. It, w- of all it time. was a very good one. This serves. Cunt. I think I said it. I said it um, recently around Ian, and he was fully, fully upset. Mm. He just went, ah, oh, wh- what? It's good. It's a good term. Um, what was Continue. I saying? Oh, yeah. Just if you were in it and you have all of your emotions and you're processing them and just the catharsis you feel of, like, being able to just sing it and have the person you're singing about have to have to sing, like, background vocals and play the song, you know? Like, I just think that's so fun. It sounds so terrible. It I, sounds I, I absolutely horrendous. Just, it's just, it's like, I love, um, I love drama and tension. And, like, drama that isn't, like, stupid. Like, on some level, it is stupid, <laughs> but it's just, it's heightened because it's like, oh, they have to work on this album together, you know? It's like they have to get this task done. If they were doing a heist i would love it just as much (laughs) um okay so i say i i read to you some of the go your own way by lindsey buckingham um i don't think i need to look up don't stop no i don't need to read them but yeah you can get from the title uh the chain is one that they all sang together that's another song that i think you would know when you hear it Mm mm-hmm but this is one that they all wrote and collaborated on and they all sang together. The like chorus of it is, and if you don't love me now, you will never love me again. I can still hear you saying you would never break the chain. Um, 
listen to the wind blow, down comes the night, running in the shadows, damn your love, damn your lies, break the silence, damn the dark, damn the light. Very emotional. Very. Um, And then, so, obviously, so this was the 70s, so obviously alcohol, pot, and cocaine played a big role and fueled the creativity of the album. Cocaine helped them focus. <laughs> yeah, Ground, it does. Grounded them. It's a real grounding force. <laughs> um, Stevie Nicks was quoted as saying, you felt so bad about what was happening around you and all the situations and stuff that you did a line to cheer you up. Oh, man, I wish I could be a cokehead. Coke <laughs> I, like, I, I wish I had the emotional resilience to be addicted mm. to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I like, wish you were girl boss enough to be addicted to cocaine. Uh, Jason, yeah. Is that what you were saying? Actually, yeah. I really do wish I was girl boss enough to do so much cocaine. <laughs> and like, you know, because, oh, oh, it'd be so good to just be addicted to <laughs> It'd be so good to be addicted to cocaine. Oh, my God. I would get so much done. Oh, not me, baby. I would just, I would, ju- I would just be a public nuisance. I would just have so much goddamn <gasps> useless chit chat with anyone that walked by me a mile away. You would be an absolute disturbance to um, your local Starbucks. Oh God. Oh, I'd love to. Oh God, I'd, <laughs> I'd start like I'd, I'd start my own cafe with them. I'd come in with a new business idea every day. So it's it's like um, it's, it's like a laundromat, but like um, but it's it's but you don't do your clothes there. It's for it's for it's a it's it's a it's a car it's a garage it's a car garage it's a car garage. <laughs> um. So one of the producers slash sound engineer, his name is Ken Kelly. Uh, he worked on this album, and he said about the alcohol and pot and co- and like the drug use. Um, he said that there was the blues Fleetwood Mac from England, and they were mostly boozers. He said so mm. they mostly drank. Uh, there was the California Fleetwood Mac, and that was Lindsay and Stevie. They were pot-smoking hippies. And then the co- cocaine entered the picture. So it was booze versus pot with little cocaine cocktail. Um, the cocaine use was so rampant at the time that they were producing this album that they that the band considered thanking their dealer in the, <laughs> credits, <laughs> in the credits of the album. But before the album came out, he was actually executed. <laughs> <laughs> let's go that's my favorite music trivia right i knew i I was writing it down i was like jason's gonna love this executed by like prison or executed by like drug i have no idea because they don't give give his name and i can't like google it mm. just imagine i was googling like cocaine dealer fleetwood mac 1976 <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a young joe biden wow <laughs> cool um, so the reason why I got very interested in this is because on TikTok, there was a video circulating of, uh, a 1997 live performance that's, uh, Fleetwood Mac did. They reunited. They did this, uh, little tour called the dance tour. And there's one song that didn't make it in the original album. And that's called a song written by Stevie Nicks and it's called Silver Springs. And having listened to the album recently, it is, like, I think my favorite song off of the album. It's just a beautiful song. It sounds really good. She put her whole pussy into it. And mm. and the, the thing it, uh, for the song was that she wrote the song. She thought it was beautiful. The name comes from, I think, seeing a little town called Silver Springs. I can't remember where she said she saw it. Hold on. I have that information. 
Hold on one second. Please, okay, hold. Please hold. Oh, uh, Silver Springs in Maryland in the U.S. Um, so she saw it and she was like, that's a nice name for a town. Like that, I'm going to write a song about what our love, my love with Lindsay Buckingham could have been like. Like that is my Silver Springs, the ideal kind of version of it. Mm. So she wanted to put that song on the album as the last song or whatever. Uh, she wanted to give the royal all of the royalties and like I think have some of the royalties tied to her mom so that her mom would get all of the money every time the song is played or sang or whatever. Um, but then they as a team had to tell her like, no, the album's too long or something. They Silver Springs just didn't make the cut. Obviously, she was a little sour about that. It was like just the cherry on top of like a terrible time, you know? Mm-hmm. So this song gets left out, even though it's very important to her. And then they go on this tour in 1997. The song gets put on their set list and um, they perform it. And apparently also at this time, apparently Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham kind of like rekindled their relationship until it was found out that Lindsey's current girlfriend got pregnant and was at the time of the tour about to like have their child and uh so the the big thing is that they perform this song and the whole time the song is going on there's like some sneaking glances between stevie nicks and lindsey buckingham and you're like oh we know that the song is about him and all that stuff right but but then um then it gets to like the like the chorus no 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 the refrain or something I can't remember the parts of a song. But then she just starts going absolutely like crazy with it. They lock eyes. She's fully scream singing it at him. And the lyrics are, "Um, time cast a spell on you, but you won't forget me. I know I could have loved you, but you would not let me. I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. Give me just a chance. You'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. Wow. So lots of emotion coming through. They're locked eyes. They're playing. And the video was circulating on TikTok because they were like, it's like that stupid, it's a stupid trend where they're showing the video and then it's a little person's like a green screen head on it being like, this is what good music is. Or like what was being said was like, this is what a hex looks like. Like she's literally putting a curse on him. Ugh. So it's all of this like Shut witchy up, kind of stuff. I know. It's Shut all of this like up. witchy God kind of did. stuff. Fucking nerds will just goddamn rude. TikTok wicked nerds. Shut up. <laughs> this is actually so, what a hex looks like. Oh fucking I gotta shut up. Yeah, that's what it. that's what all of the videos were like, and I was like, okay. The first time I heard it, fine. Like it is very powerful and that's I understand what's so the funny about Fleetwood Mac is that like even after all this time the weird fucking TikTok cringe zoomer kids are just like, This is what a hex looks like. That's so crazy how far yeah. how far their arms reach. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch the video, to me I'm like, that woman is like cursing him with her eyes, with her soul, with her words. With but her pussy. With her pussy. Um, but yeah, that was the whole thing that led into this. And I recommend what people should check out. One, the full album of Rumors, including Silver Springs on it. And then the video of them performing Silver Springs uh, on their 1997 tour. And that's it. That's my topic. Good job, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I like I like this I like this um, 
Uh, it's like a, this dry, dry aged fifty year old vintage beef that I've like, like that I'm curious about. It's I actually I do really want to see. Send me a link to that to that uh, TikTok or if there's a YouTube video because I, I would like to see that. That sounds really that sounds really cool. It's very it's honestly very moving. It's because it's such a good song and she has such a good like powerful voice. It's the kind of voice where like you hear emotion behind it. I, I I I fucking imagine that it sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, because that's what um before you call, I've been really getting really back into um uh, Alabama shakes, and it's oh. like um what's her name Brittany oh. not it's not Brittany Brittany Murphy. Howard Brittany Howard Brittany Howard Janis Joplin oh. Stevie Nicks where it's just like um although Brittany Howard's oh, they're, they're they're actually they're all brilliant in their own way but I think Brittany Howard is I think um I think she's one of the best vocalists of all time. Especially uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, "Give Me All Your Love." I think that's oh. absolute perfect because of just like the the perfect like the the artistry and like the the technical level of of her voice control is in impeccable. It's perfect pitch yeah. control, but it's still with like she she still finds this way to make it uh, technically perfect while putting so much like if. It almost feels messy, but it's it's so the opposite of messy. It's so just person. It's uh, she's the best of all time. I think better than I, you. I <laughs> I would agree. I um. I think she's the best of all time. I used to listen to Alabama Shakes and just cry because oh my God. she would just make me weep. Oh, it's the best because yeah. this is all, it's 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 good love making music. It's good cry music. It's good everything music. It's good dance music, yeah. Good dance music. How did one hour go by? I don't know. Fuck? Well, because your co-host Jason is a fucking he's he's a, he's a tangent interrupting master. I'm back with my drink. I'm drinking some whiskey out of a Tostitos jar. Wow, this he's is, a jar girly. He's a jar girly because I just I don't have glasses, so I just save my salsa jars. I am Captain Planet. You are um, Greta Thunberg's dream. Mm. Mm. We haven't even talked about. That's true. <laughs> we can talk about that later. That's so funny how that happened. It's the holidays. We've been off. Whatever. Fuck off. Okay. So okay. So this topic is going. This topic's going to be a little bit messy for me because. Okay. No, this is one of those. It's like um. I think it's super interesting to be totally transparent. Maybe I shouldn't be selling myself out like I do every goddamn time I do a topic. But um, <laughs> uh, this is one thing. I decided to do this topic last night, and I was like, okay, this be this, this is this like a, a tee up. It's just going to be good. But then I realized to make the topic, to do it justice, it's going to require a lot of research. And I didn't do a lot of research because mm. I, I was tired today. But – I think this topic. I think this topic's really. I think it's just cool, regardless. And uh, what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna tell fun stories about it. How do I segue into this? Um, Don't even just, bother. Just, just walk. Do it. Just in this goddamn shitty world we live in, cat. You know when you just get wronged. You know, you know yeah. when you're out on the goddamn street and just yeah, and like someone's just a dickhead to you, yeah. or someone like a peer is just an absolute fucking asshole. Don't you oh. wish that you could just walk up to them, and then. Just challenge them to a duel. Oh, yes. And just challenge them to a duel, and then you can have pistols at dawn. Uh, well, not pistols. Uh, yeah, pistols at dawn, and just kill them fucking dead on the street, and then just continue your day. Yeah. Me too. So, uh, uh, for my topic this week. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag me too. Me too. That's, we're gonna, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. 
This, uh, yeah, so for my topic, I'm doing duels. Dueling. Hell yeah. Dueling's I love good. this. So, um, um, so w- th- th- when I started realizing, I'm not going to go too much in the history of it because the history of duels is just is where like my ADHD brain kind of glossed over. I'm just like, I'm not going to be able to s- s- like s- put this into a concise 30 minute topic. So I'm not going to go into yeah. the duels. But but overall, for sure, we all know duels. It's like um, duels in the Middle Ages, where it's like knights fighting knights to the death, or and then it's like, or there's just like nobles and aristocrats that had pistols and rapiers and they besmirched each other's honor. So they challenge someone to a duel. So I've yeah. just done a bit of, a bit of research on duels and duels and famous and famous wacky duels. And, <gasps> um, amazing. And just like a, some bit of anecdotes. Cause, uh, one person that I find, um, uh, very, very interesting. Do you know the, um, uh, the president Andrew Jackson. I know the president Andrew Jackson. I I've, think because of the musical Hamilton. You'll be able to help me out because I'm assuming you've seen Hamilton, right? Yeah. Okay. On I, TV. I yeah. haven't seen Hamilton, so when I get to when I get to that, you can actually kind of uh, uh, you, you can we can get into that a little bit. But Andrew yeah. Jackson was the seventh uh, president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was um, uh, a famously just fucking cunt of a man just a just an aggressive grouchy asshole violent evil man and um this is i was hoping to find proof about this it's kind of like maybe it's urban legend maybe there's something to back up but it's kind of said that when uh andrew jackson died they found like multiple bullets in his body um just Uh. from all the duels that he had fought in, in his life i think that might be hearsay but they found one for sure where they found yeah. in his body um, just um, uh, a duel from when the president, before he was a president, about thir- 20 years before he was president, uh, Andrew Jackson killed a man named Charles Dickinson, who was the governor, who was a governor of a state. So, like, wow. the president. Um, but, uh, it, and, so, and Andrew Jackson got in duels all the time. <laughs> like, he was just, uh, uh, he was just. I guess before getting specifics, so just Kat, any disagreement, he was like, "Ugh, need it done." <laughs> yep. Um, so when when I say duel, what do you picture? I picture um, like a pistol pistol duel where mm-hmm. they stand back to back, like a buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. uh, like a buddy cop poster, and then they walk away, and then someone yells uh, "duel," and they flip around and they shoot at each other. Mm-hmm. That's um. Um, I, I, again, this is going to be loose, loose research. So that I'm going to say stuff that's, I'm going to say stuff that's probably factually, I'm paraphrasing a lot of stuff, um, in terms of places, but that's, that duel is the most famous, that's the most kind of famously known kind of duels, as long with like mm-hmm. the very swashbuckling pirate rapier, three musketeers, mm. and then mm-hmm. the back to back 10 paces, then shoot. Um, mm-hmm. That back to back was some was somewhat popular in France, I believe. France for the longest time they stuck with rape the rapier dueling was their was the most famous duels. The the last duel I believe was um ever was in nineteen sixty seven. You can find footage of it on YouTube. It's not a fight to the death, it's a fight to first blood, but it's between two Frenchmen, um and there's black it's black and red footage of them at a rapier duel. It's not the most exciting video. What a what word are you saying? Rapier. What is that? Rapier is like um, uh, it's like the very, the very needle-like sword with oh. the big hilt, like a fencing. So not sword. really a fencing. fencing. Sword. 
No, yeah. But like, a, but like a fencing sword is like a non-lethal rapier. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Got uh, it. So, uh, so uh, in France, um, but the, the back-to-back pistol, that's really not really how duels were, duels were fought. Um, okay. But number one, um, no, I'll talk about it. So uh, the, the main ways duels were fought is um, in pop culture, they did the back-to-back, tempest and shoot, or the quick draw, like the old Western. Yeah. Um, I have a quick, I have an anecdote about the quick draw, but for the most part, that's not how it happens. Normally what duels are, because the fun part about duels, which you can, uh, which you learn, it's so, because duels are, in a way, it's a way for, um, aristocrats and nobles and rich people to get away with murder, basically. Yeah. It's like their way yeah. to subvert, um, especially in the middle ages, it was kind of known that duels were a way for nobles to, um, get around the king's wishes. Yeah. So um, it's all done through nobles. And you can't – a big part in, in duels is that you can't challenge someone above or below your stature. Mm. So like a private and a military can't challenge the general to a duel. Yeah. And so uh, basically the way, why duels are fought, it's all about honor. It was like this big like, – um, mm. like the second wave of chivalry. It's like the modern age chivalry where it's just all gentlemen and it's like you besmirch your honor. It's almost always about women. It's like – it's it's Unsurprising. So, similar, another connection to this topic. Dudes have been fucking other dudes' wives forever. And then they – Since the beginning of time, Since basically. there was wives. <laughs> there were yeah. covetous friends. They're covetous. They're covetous friends. Um, that was a very good line. <laughs> um, so uh, essentially, what a lot of duels are fought over is just like um, uh, either some uh, some guy banged your girlfriend, some guy mm-hmm. called your girlfriend a whore, some guy yeah. said you were a coward or insulted you. There's one in, case in where, front of your girlfriend. That's th- even worse. There was um, there was a case where um, there was a. F- there are two French soldiers. I think one was a higher up. It was, this is kind of rare. I'm not going to, I don't remember the names because they're French names, but there's one story about this French, um, French, uh, two French soldiers. One was higher than the other. And then the higher soldier, I think he insulted the hat of the younger soldier. Mm-hmm. And so the younger soldier was just like, all right, well, we're fighting to the death then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they challenged her a duel, but the older soldier was so such a much better swordsman than him. So they kept fighting, and this older guy just wasn't even killing him; just kept disarming him, disarming, disarming him. So then, what the younger guy suggested is like, "No, I'm not because I'm not satisfied." And the um, if if the duels can't end until um, one person. Uh, this, this was a, this was a sword duel, so this was like a much older duel. So they, it couldn't end until. Um, the one uh, person was satisfied. Like, they, and, and yeah. some people they could keep they could keep fighting, and they one person wasn't satisfied, and the person who felt wronged hadn't oh. felt that it uh, that it come to a conclusion. So what it, yeah. they offered this is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard for like a, a duel. What they said like, okay, here's the thing: a sword fight's not going to be fair. So a uh, famous a carriage passed by, like a horse horse and buggy carriage. So what they said like, okay, here's we're going to take that carriage. You and I, we're going to tie our left arms together, wrist to wrist, and then we're going to get in that carriage armed with a knife in each hand. Oh, my God. And then we're going to get in that carriage, and we're going to do, driven by our our two buddies, who are known as this, um, 
who are known as the secondaries, which I'll get into, mm-hmm. they're going to drive the horse and buggy around this park twice. And yeah. whoever, and we're going to stab each other to death in this, in this, in this, in yeah. this, in this cubby. And that's what we're going to do. So they, they go around. Can you imagine how awkward that would be to drive that buggy? That's so fucking Knowing funny. just like in the back, people are stabbing each other to death. <laughs> so what happens? They go around uh, twice and then they open, they open the back of the cubby and it is just a fucking bloodbath. The younger oh, guy wow. was dead, completely dead. And the older yeah. guy was barely alive. He died the next day. <gasps> Um, Jeez. but, um, so I, I know, I know I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disorganized with this topic, but, um, I love, I love, um, men's solutions to like conflict resolution. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh, it's, it's, Where it's like, it's, it's not like a, Hey, I didn't like the way you spoke to me in front of my girlfriend. It's just like you fucking, <laughs> you said you didn't like my hat. No. I didn't appreciate that. I don't like the way that made me feel. You're going to fucking die. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, uh, but you mentioned, I mentioned, because uh, for the most part of my research, because my I just kind of jump around in my research, because I think my main okay. focus on research, I just want to do the pistol duels. Um, yeah. Because the way it works, it's, it's incredibly, um, as far as something that isn't, like, necessarily supported by the government... And it's not, it's not, in some places it has widening a wide range of illegal to non-illegal to govern to non-govern to like, yeah, uh, um, enforce laws. But so it's very much just like a gentleman's code. And it's a very, yeah. um, the closest thing to like a, a rule book to duels is from the code, um, the code duello, which is the Irish book of dueling rules, basically. Yeah. And one thing I like about uh, duels is. You have the two. You have the two people doing. You have the. They're known as the principals, because um, when you bring when you when you're at a duel, each dueling member has to bring one person, yes. their best friend. They're known as the secondary, and yeah. the secondary's job is they facilitate the duel. And one mm-hmm. of the first things they do, they talk with the other secondary and they try to talk it out. Like, hey, is there any way we can talk this through so they don't have to kill each other? And they talk and they talk and they talk. And if they can't reach an agreement, then they're gonna then they're gonna duel. And yeah. it, in some cases, in the Coduello, it says like if sec- there there are cases where if the secondaries can get heated, then they can duel each other. So then the secondaries can kill each other as well. But that that's rare. Um, but so the rules of a duel, a pistol duel, it's not the back to back ten paces. Um, there's Normally what it is, the most common way is to me the most fucking baffling way is, is they just, they set, um, the, the person who is challenged to the duel decides on the weapons. They can decide if they want to do swords or pistols. So let's say they choose mm. pistols. So the, the challenged person chooses the weapons. Then the challenger just de- decides the, the distance in which they, they shoot from. And this is insane. The way they do it is for the most part. Often the person who was challenged gets the first shot. They stand oh. at each other, look directly at each other, point the fucking gun, and just say like, "Okay." We, then they decide who goes first. So what happens? Oh. Often the way it works is like they they set. Let's say they're ten paces apart, and then they say, "All right, sir, the first shot is yours." So then the person who is just with basically just waiting to like, am I about to die right now? So the person will just aim their flintlock pistol, their dueling pistol, aim it at them, 
And if they'll take the first shot, if it kills them, it kills them. If it wounds them, it wounds them. And then that's just how it works. And then they, after that, their first shot, then the second person, if they're able to take the shot, then they shoot. Whoa. Like um, back to Andrew Jackson when he dueled uh, Charles Dickinson. No, Andrew Jackson wronged Dickinson. Okay. Because at <laughs> Dickinson um, uh, just started bad-mouthing Andrew Jackson because uh, just some <laughs> they, he got into some gambling drama with uh, Dickson, <laughs> Dickinson's father-in-law. And so Dickinson was talking shit about them, uh, about Andrew Jackson. So Andrew Jackson beat him with a cane in public. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. So you beat me. So we're going to go to a duel. And since you wronged me, I get the first shot. Charles yeah. Dickinson shot um, uh, Andrew Jackson in the chest and it completely fucking eviscerated his inside. But Andrew Jackson survived. Wow. Because Andrew Jackson showed up to the duel wearing a coat that was like three sizes too big. Oh, my God. And guess what? It worked because the shot missed his heart by, like, an inch because he wore this huge chested coat, so you could, it's hard to see where the heart is. And because yeah. Charles Dickinson was a master marksman, so Andrew Jackson knew that he was going to be aiming directly for his heart. Wow. So um, so he wore this coat to disguise where his heart is. That saved his life. And Andrew Jackson didn't aim for his heart, just shot him in the stomach, knowing that it would incapacitate him and that he'd die from his wounds. How, that's yeah. really smart, but that's it's evil, but it's pretty smart. What a shithead. I know, but so smart, though. Um, yeah, it is smart. Um, Strategic. But yeah, so the duels work. Very it's Slytherin like, behavior. <laughs> yeah, they, um, some duels will be like, um, um, you will, uh, some duels will be like you, you, they, the two contestants, the two duelers set ten in set paces away from each other, and then one of the secondaries will, like, wave a flag or uh, do, like, um, do like a, a sign to begin, and then they will raise their weapons up, take take aim, and then shoot. Which mm. I feel is how they should be done. Yeah, because that feels because it's so crazy to watch when it's just like when you just think about like it's just like you, one going first. You go first. Hope you don't kill me. Yeah, I hope you fucking miss. I hope you fucking miss. Um, yeah, I have some funny rules from the Code Duello that I thought were pretty good. Let me see. Hell yeah. Rule number ten of the Code Duello. Is uh, any insult to a lady under a gentleman's care or protection to be considered as, by one degree, a greater offense than if given to the gentleman personally and to be regulated mm. accordingly? It's like literally in the rule book. It's be- it's worse if they insult your girl. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Cute. Oh, cute. Uh, deloping. Uh, one thing they made a rule. In the, um, they made a rule in the book. Um, not to waste a shot. Mm. Where, like, um, uh, you can't stall a game. Like, if you purposefully miss a shot, that's against the rules. Yeah. Um, which is, in Alexander Hamilton, some of them, some people consider, I haven't seen the play, some people, because Alexander Hamilton was a, was a man that uh, was killed in a duel by the vice president of the United States, as featured in the hit musical Hamilton. Yeah. Some people believe that um, Alexander Hamilton purposefully missed his shot, because Hamilton got to shoot first, and some people believe he belie- he purposely missed his shot, and then, which is normally supposed to be a disqualification, he loses the duel, but you don't fight. But then yeah. uh, Burr, his opponent, decided to shoot him anyway. Yeah. Is that what happens in the play? Uh, I think so. I don't think it was obvious that he, like, missed. Okay. Um, I can't remember. That's fine. I think so. I think they played it off, like, I think my impression was that 
Hamilton was like, we're not really going to have this duel. You know, like, I don't really want to, but my pride's on the line or like mm-hmm. his pride and stuff. Like they both didn't seem like they both didn't want to. Like they had regrets. Well, Cause you know? that's, that's, um, that's, that's what, that's what's so fucked up about being a, like a, 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 a dueling man at that time. It's just, they're just like, nope, you say they tell the owner you have to do it. One thing I find kind of funny, um, a duel, dueling can end in many ways where it's like either through death, agree, um, <laughs> agreed upon wound. Like uh, if you say like it's to first blood and if I wound you, then we then we'll stop there. But also at the time, mm-hmm. if you shoot someone in the stomach in that in the 1800s, they're dead. Yeah, it's fucking over for you. They're, they're, you're dead. Um, if you sustain an injury that damages your nerves in a way that like your hand begins to shake, the duel's over. So if, you're, oh. if your hands get shaky, you can't duel. Um, yeah. you cannot duel. There's a set amount of number of times that you can shoot before it just becomes barbaric. I think it's six times, maybe five times. But if, if you keep going after five shots, the duel's over because it just becomes, because yeah. the, the whole point is dueling is supposed to be civilized. Yes. And like, if you just keep shooting each other, it's no longer civilized. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I'm going to tell you just some quick, really funny, famous duels of history. Um, Hell Yeah. I will put these. We'll uh, we'll link the the YouTube videos that I found these in the in the description. One guy, one of the YouTubers I specifically was Blue Jay video uh, was a YouTuber named Blue Jay. Okay. Um, some really fun ones. Hot air balloon duel. This one's really <laughs> crazy. Uh, it's these two Frenchmen who um, again uh, w- one of them was dating a dating a woman, and then the uh, the guy started fucking his girlfriend. So they agreed to mm. duel to the death. But because I believe they were both artists. And I think the woman was an artist as well. They decided it'd be too there. Uh, it'd be too mundane just do a regular duel. So what they're going to do is they're going to have a month to get their own hot air balloon because that was like the hottest thing at the time. So what they're going to do, they get these two hot air balloons and they're going to fly them up a mile in the air, a mile up. And with their and this was crazy. Their secondaries are going to act as the hot air balloon pilots. So this, because um, the goal is they're going to take a shot and they're going to shoot each other's balloon down. And so what happens? The secondary, who's supposed to f- facilitate, is now saying like, "Oh no! If we if we lose, you die." And oh my God. you might think it's terrible because how could you miss a hot air balloon? Yeah. The first guy that the, the shot missed, so they go up a mile in the air with blunderbusses, these big fucking musket things. And the guy, the first guy, the shot somehow misses the hot air balloon. They weren't they weren't that far apart from each other, so he misses the hot oh air balloon. God. So then the second guy shoots, immediately pops the balloon, shoots the other guy's balloon, and the, the, his opponent and the, his secondary plummet to their death. And they, um, uh, it's said that they were dashed to pieces upon a house as they <gasps> collapsed onto the earth. They were just completely eviscerated. And what's funny about this duel. Because hot air balloons were such a novelty of the time, a lot yeah. of people came because they saw the balloon setting up and they thought they were going to watch a balloon race. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were like, "Oh, cool! This will be fun." It's like it's it's a balloon race. Kids, Yay. kids, balloons, balloons! <laughs> and then they start killing each other in the air. Oh my god, and dudes are like breaking into pieces. Jesus Christ! Um, there's the billiard ball duel. Oh, okay. Um, this was the one duel in recorded history where. Uh, the weapon of choice was billiard balls, where it's Ball, just the balls, the pool balls. <laughs> okay. And cat immediately lethal. This one, it yeah. was. I can't remember where it is. I think it might have been France, but I'm not sure. It's pretty much always France. Um, right. Uh, these two men were playing billiards, 
and then okay. immediately got drunk and aggressive towards each other. And then they got in a fight, and then they was like, "All right, they're gonna we're gonna duel right now." And the weapon of choice is this fucking pool ball right here. <gasps> and the guy who got the first shot was literally saying, "Like, I'm about to fucking kill you with this pool ball. I'm gonna kill you in one." And the guy, I guess, had a crazy arm because with the pool ball, threw it so hard at the guy, immediately oh. crushed his skull and died on impact. Holy fuck! Dueled with a billi- with a with a pool ball. This one, I hope it's real. I so hope it's real. In history, it's kind of not sure if whether or not this one's rule, if this one's real or not. It might be, okay. but it might not be. This is what's known as the emancipated duel. Okay. Do you want to? Can you guess why? Is it a slave? No, it's a duel between women. Because <gasps> often women will, uh, in history, women will kind of like they have a problem with another with another royalty. This is between a priest, uh, uh, a princess, and a countess. <gasps> um, it's a, it's a, do you want to know what they're, what the duel's about? Yes. Hell yes. Flowers. There is uh, oh. they were hosting, they're doing an event, I believe a wedding. And there was a disagreement on a floral arrangement and the disagreement yeah. got so bad that they decided to, uh, to fight with rapiers, not to yeah. death. They're going to fight <gasps> their first blood. They were sword fighting. They were sword fighting. And this is what's really, this is what's really cool about it. This is why I hope it's real. It's still it might it might be real, uh, but if not, it's it become a. Um, so they they decided not to have men fight for them. They're going to fight fight for themselves, and um, it's kind of the it's called the emancipated duel because um, it was often a novelty, like a kind of a circus porn trick where they'd have women fence and fake fight topless. <laughs> so like men would watch like these girls they fight with their tits yeah. out and they like like that's crazy. Uh, this woman the women. Um, they fought with their shirts off, uh, completely topless, because clothes back then were so dirty. So if they oh. were to get if they were to get a wound, they didn't want their cl- dirty clothes to infect their wound. So the fight, and you can find art of this is these two, the princess and the countess with all the, the um, uh, a t- bunch of people will watch the duel, but in this specific yeah. case, all the men looked away. And oh. so there's these two women, uh, complete with their tits out, they fight with swords and they, they, they sword fight and then who gets first I mean. blood. And it's, uh, it's, it's known as the emancipated duel because, um, uh, this is the very first time women fighting topless was not for men. It was for the women is because we're fighting without, our sh- we're fighting without clothes because we don't want to endanger ourselves. We're not doing it. So guys can jerk off, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah. It is pretty cool, Jason. It is pretty cool. But yeah, so um, not entirely sure if it's real or not. It might be real. Um, But check out, uh, if you Google the Emancipated Duel, you can do some research on it. Cool. Um, Then there's the Quick Draw Duel, which is like the one thing in recorded history that can be considered to be like the old time West, like, pistol drawn. Yeah. Which is um, from a great, it's the best name for a guy that was in a Quick Draw Duel. Wild Bill Hickok versus David (laughs) Tutt. Um, Wild Bill Hickok. It was a case of this uh, this old west town. Um, uh, these two dudes were gambling, and the guy kept gambling, 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 kept losing, 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 lost all this money. So the David Tut goes to Wild Bill and says, "Like, you owe me thirty dollars, son." And Wild Bill's like, "For sure, I only owe you twenty, but whatever. I don't have the money on me." So uh, David Tut's like, "All right, give me your." silver pocket watch as collateral i'm gonna take your pocket watch until you pay me back my money and so wild bill's like okay i can do that 
I'll give you my pocket watch as collateral. But if I see you wearing it, it'll be the last thing you wear. Like, if I see you wearing Whoa. it at town tomorrow, I will kill you. And Whoa. And uh, so David Tutts doesn't care. And then sure enough, the next day at town square... David Tut's walking around flaunting his 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 silver pocket his watch. Silver pocket watch to everyone, telling everyone about it. And then Wild Bill sees it, and then from a very uh, for a very impressive distance away, this was like an impromptu duel. This was like a duel. It wasn't mm. green. It was like um, so. Wild Bill confronts uh, David Tut from a distance. They're shouting at each other. Da- um, David Tut brandishes his pistol. And uh, takes out his pistol, takes a shot at, at Wild Bill, while and misses Wild Bill. Wild Bill puts like his arm out like this, and then he bounces. He bounces. He puts his um, rests his gun on his arm, and then takes yeah. a shot with his pistol. Kills David Tut from like sixty yards away. Jeez. And then became like a folk hero. Wow. So I think those are those are the, the famous. I like the hot air balloon duel the most. I like that one. Um, but no, I think you can. I wish I could have done this more justice, but this one required more research than I was willing to do. Yeah. But I think you can find a lot of fun in, like, YouTubing the craziest duels of history. It's really, it's yeah. a really fun thing to get into. Yeah. I didn't think that you... I don't think it's your brand to go into the historical details of dueling. I think if you did that, I would be like, who are you? Do yeah. we body swap? Um, but, like, I think bringing up kind of the most famous duels or your favorite ones is i think is good is good enough mm-hmm. that's that's all i'll take good job buddy thanks buddy that's very fun and interesting thank you baby <laughs> yeah that, that's very fun i just love like i know it's just a way for uh like men to get away with like legal murder like a, a lot of the times it's like you're challenging a dude to a duel because they're your opponent and your biggest kind of like rival either for the ladies or financially or something you know or like socially your biggest rival Mm -hmm. so you're gonna do that but it's just it's so funny the the immediate jump like i told you not to wear my fucking watch (laughs) and you did anyways and instead of just being upset about it i'm gonna fucking shoot you yeah it's um like, I, I was going to, uh, my immediate response to that was going to be like, well, because back then, like, life had no meaning to it. Like, people didn't care. But that happens today. It happens. It's just not called a duel. It's just called murder now. Where it's just yeah. like, um, like, uh, you, or like, or they're called crimes of passion now. But, um. Yeah, that's true. Or, but they do hear all the time in, like, low, in, in like, a poor, poor areas. It's just, like, people, a guy was stabbed to death over a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah. I mean, like, those things, but, like, the idea of the duel where it's, like, at this time we will meet, yeah. we will the, coordinate, the organi- the, the, these are the rules. The organization yeah. of it, where it's just, like, of course, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. And I love that, the, I love that there was one with women where they really just couldn't resolve it over conversation. Also, at that point, it's, like, it's not just about the flowers. It's not just about the flowers. It's not just about the flowers. Well, it's funny. Like, thinking back in history, it's like, just like, like how many, like, how many of these people on dueling, like, how many of these people just had un- undiagnosed, like, BPD? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is clearly just like, like, Andrew Jackson, like, yeah. you clearly just had, like, a borderline personality disorder. Yeah, right? Jeez. But, like, so, like, oops, there's no lithium back then, so you're mur- so you're shooting, so you're, covered, you're filled with bullets. But, yeah, good job, good job, buddy. Thanks, baby. Very interesting.
Okay. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up pretty soon because I had to get to a spot. If this comes out before Thursday the 12th, make sure to come to the Third Floor Comedy Club on Crescent and see me at... Uh, See me there. See me at the Third Floor Comedy Club on Thursday the 12th. and Or see me at Wednesday at McLean's on the 18th. Nice. I'm just going to... Go see Jason. Go see Jason in Montreal, everybody. Go see go see me. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm, I'm really good. Very good. I'm very hydrated. I've been drinking a lot of water while we were talking. Very, I filled this Tostitos glass with way too much whiskey, so now I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Uh, Take two more sips and then go. Okay. I will do that. Where can people find you on social media if you want them to find you? They can find me at Brudahool on Instagram. That's B-R-U-D-D-A-H-O-U-L-E, Brudahool. Kat, where can they find you? They can find me on any social media at It's Catherine Ram. And they can find the podcast at YSEO Podcast on Instagram. Amazing. Please, thank you for listening. Uh, please share this podcast. Please rate it five stars. Please just tell your friends about it. And really, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our 10,000 million tangents and the very weird, specific, interesting things that we want to tell each other. Amazing. Okay. Bye. Bye.